Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Ain't nobody body want no blurry ass dick pics. Exactly. Doing your yoga this morning, Tim, I see. Uh, you know... Oh shit, there's a free download for Snake at the App Store, fuck yeah! Is that is that a weird thing? Yeah, you could you could be a, a cell phone daddy and just... Come get your cell phone plan right here. I'm the cell phone daddy. Oh, I always wanted a cell phone daddy. Hey, recording. It is recording. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, to this special edition of Cynic Empowerment. You know, what really gets me going? A little bit of granola. Not granola. There's a distinct difference between the two, as I'm sure our listeners know. Wait, you, pr- you prefer granola over granola? But granola sounds like the new and improved version of granola, if you think about it. It really is, and it technically is improved because I can focus more on my day-to-day tasks rather than my compulsive masturbation. That's that's the difference, right? You You add you to a word, and then whatever it is you create just automatically makes you less horny. Yeah, that's why I only drink out of a cup. Damn it, that didn't work. (laughs) That's why I always play on my computer. Fuck. Oh, my God. Damn it. I look around the room and find something else that's got a U in it. That's why I like looking at beautiful puntings. Puntings. Puntings? Puntings. (laughs) (laughs) The beautiful puntings on the wall to distract me from my equally compulsive masturbatory frequencies. I don't fucking know. That's why I don't put any puntings on my wall. And quite literally, no puntings around. So you may be asking yourself, why why are we talking about granola and things that have unnecessary use in them? And the reason why is because the the cornflake man himself, Mr. Kellogg, John Harvey motherfucking Kellogg, he was a genius. He knew that if he just fed us awful, bland, not-so-tasty foods that we would suddenly just stop masturbating in America. Basically, John Harvey motherfucking Kellogg lived, eat, and breathed not masturbating. That was his motivator in life. He woke up every day flaccid as hell, just thinking (laughs) about how flaccid he wished everyone else in the world was, to such an extent that he invented granula. You guys should look up a picture of this guy. He is crazy. Okay, so he's got this big old walrus-like mustache that's obviously not combed. If anybody, I'd say that he would be the most masturbatingest son of a bitch out there. Oh, right. I mean, it looks like he doesn't even have time for self-hygiene. He's wearing a nice suit. Uh, his hair's combed. But this walrus-like mustache is like all over the place. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty good. Well, what did you have to groom a mustache in the 1800s? A, a rusty, um, oh, what, what's what's the rust disease that'll kill you if you stab yourself? I can't think. Tetanus. Tetanus. Some rusty-ass tetanus scissors and yep. a wire comb that's made with literal wire. What, mm-hmm. what were your resources to groom yourself? I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he would know as a physician, though. Like, how did they even deal with tetanus back in the day? They probably just cut off limbs. They buried you. That's how they dealt with it. 
Yeah, and if you were going to Senor Kellogg over here and you were like, hey, I have a problem with compulsive masturbation, guess what? He gets out the bone saw. <laughs> he gets out the bone saw. And he gets rid of your bone. He gets rid of your bone. <laughs> Got he. Oh, geez. Uh, so, yeah, this guy was pretty weird. Apparently, he uh, personally abstained from sex altogether, never yeah. consummated his marriage. Yeah, didn't consummate his marriage. Him and his wife slept in separate bedrooms, and they adopted all their seven children. Oh, God. So at some level, I think it's noble that someone wouldn't bring more life into this world and would adopt kids that need homes because there's far too many of them. At the same time, it doesn't even... He, he somehow adopted children for a bad purpose <laughs> the fact that he just hated yeah. sex so much and was trying to remove it from everyone's life apparently he's also credited for the reason of why so many american why we're all many americans are circumcised he's the reason oh, why we should do it yeah so basically even though we think we've been told our entire lives that hey the jews they circumcised and then the christians did it and then since the United States is this Christian nation, uh, that's why we all circumcise. But that's not really the case. People back in the day were too lazy to cut off that little bit of skin off the tip of the dick, even in his time. And Kellogg was like, hey, 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 I've got a great idea. I know you didn't like my granola, which is literally granola spelt with a U. <laughs> but this will actually work. If you cut off the tip of the dick, your kid won't play himself so much and will be less sinful. Eh? And people fell for it. People, f what the fuck? Which, what parent out there doesn't have any idea what their kid is doing in their room? Uh, I mean, come on. Like, if you don't hear from your kid in all of five minutes, you know that they're probably off in a closet somewhere rubbing one out. Okay. Yes. That's just that's just how it is. So why in the world would you think, especially back in the day when families were much larger, and they all lived in one room? Yeah, like, you know your kid is masturbating. There's, like, obvious, uh, in-your-face, somebody just masturbating all the time evidence. Right, you usually like, know your kid's masturbating kid. when they make full eye contact with you and are stroking their penis. That's how I usually know when my kid's masturbating. I don't yeah. know kid. And then you look down and you notice, hey, that kid's circumcised. Why are they still whacking off? Oh, wait, that doesn't do anything. That's Boom. Anything. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's just... Uh, uh, male genital mutilation, right? At least there for the purposes... There are some men's rights activists that would argue such. <laughs> I mean, they exist. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a bit of a weird thing. Um, uh, for me, I you don't know what you don't have, so I I can't can't say. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing out. I don't know. Oh, sorry, man. Well, I am, so... But that... There's some, there's different reasons why that occurs, right? For all of our, our non-male listeners out there, uh, circumcision can occur because of uh, aesthetic values, which for all intents and purposes, I think that we could accurately explain as being ethically wrong. Uh, porn star industry. <laughs> the porn star industry. That's right. Because you think it looks normal. It's like maybe your dad was circumcised, so therefore he thinks in order to be – you know, normal looking that you also have to be circumcised. And that's just, that's just poor logic. That's just fallacious understanding of, of how things work. Right. Um, Sorry, son, you got a bashful penis there. It's hiding. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that right out of there. 
We'll just snip the tip. Uh, oh, and then there's religious reasons, of course. You know, like if you're if you're Jewish, you know that's <laughs> that's something that, something that occurs. Uh, and, but then there's also medical reasons, right? Like occasionally there are infections or, or certain growths that can occur that you know you need to circumcise the child as well so that My they can fucking had live. A, had one of huh? those infections. Yeah. yeah. There you go. He had to he had to get it cut off when he was in his forties. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, the younger the better. I would say so. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, because then you don't you don't have like a working relationship with your penis. Like it right. doesn't doesn't have like this kind of like brotherly value to you. Right. Like, oh yeah, my little <laughs> my little man, my little guy down there. Oh, God, I'm here. Yeah, give him a haircut. <laughs> yeah, give him. <laughs> I'm take a little off the top. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Oh jeez. Uh, so yeah, back to this Kellogg guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some uh some pretty awesome quotes. Uh, oh, they're good. So, yeah, talking about, like, sex and masturbation and all that bad shit. If illicit commerce of the sexes is a heinous sin, self-pollution is a crime doubly abominable. 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 And I just imagine, like, when he says that, his little mustache just kind of wiggles, like, abominable. Oh, yeah. Like that. Gloriously. (laughs) What do you think he was into? Nothing. No, uh, not masturbating. I don't know. May- or maybe he was really in. I don't know. Maybe he, was, he got a hard on for. Excuse me, not getting a hard on. Oh man, that's a, it's a bit of meta theater right there. It's a conundrum. I don't really know what happens. It's the yeah. it's the idea of not having sex for. Maybe he was just asexual. Maybe he was the, <laughs> just yeah. one of the very first pioneers of being an asexual person. And he just uh-huh. thinks to himself, I don't want to have sex. I read in the Bible, it's bad. Why should anyone <laughs> else have fun? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that would be the worst kind of asexual person. Like the the type A, I have to make everybody else the same way that I am kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, you should just do yourself a favor and everyone else and just not say a goddamn thing. Exactly. Just keep your ideas to your yourself, and certainly don't try to produce nasty ass breakfast staples. Right. Like, in order to try to make people less likely to masturbate. Although I guess if I got a nasty ass food in front of me, like the nastier the better, the less likely I am to ultimately masturbate. It's true. When he when he invented cornflakes, it's basically cornflakes as we know them. It's pretty much identically the same, except for he added zero sugar to it to make sure it was as bland as unpleasant as possible. But he was trying to sell it to the populace in the name of anti-masturbatory practices. And his mm-hmm. brother was like, hey, I've got a great idea. If we add some sugar to this shit, it'll actually be edible and people might buy more of it. Uh, but John Harvey Kellogg had none of it. And then him and his brother split off to basically be different producers of the cornflake cereal with his brother <laughs> selling quite a bit more for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, everybody, uh, y'all should go check out our Mo Sugar Mo Problems episode in which we talk about all of the dangers of, of sugar addictions and the evil gangster-like underbelly of the, the world's sugar markets. Um, and this... This fucking like Kellogg brother that apparently started a bunch of it. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know that he necessarily started it, but even so, uh, no duh, he's gonna sell more because he's in favor of you masturbating on your cereal, right? Right. 
It's it's true. It's true. It's pretty much the natural delineation. Just trick right into that. And and if you're thinking that hey, this John Harvey Kellogg guy, he why is this sad? Besides the obvious fact that people are snipping their kids' dicks and stuff like that to keep them from masturbating, but ultimately he's just selling cereal. His evil reign, because he basically was practicing all these techniques at a a sanatorium, Battle Creek Sanitarium. And it didn't stop just at shitty breakfast foods. He would he would do other practices such as taking carbolic acid and putting on the clitoris of young girls to keep them from masturbating, huh. as well as taking. I don't. I'm not quite sure how you would do. I guess if the kids that still had foreskins that didn't get it lopped off, that he would take a, a silver wire and thread it through the foreskin to stop erections for boys, which I'm not quite sure how that would work from a scientific. Uh, I don't think it stops it. It just makes it really painful. Yeah, it's just, oh, oh, I got a boner. It's hurt. Oh, now my brain's conflating pain with boners. Oh, I'm going to grow up to become a serial killer. Yep. (laughs) Precisely. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Kellogg cereal, producing serial killers since the 17th century. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, pretty good. Yep. This guy. Uh, also, uh, as far as dietary innovations are concerned, uh, he would try to clean people's intestines by running an enema through their bowels and then following it with a pint of yogurt. So I guess it's you know like you thinking about granola and then he's got the yogurt and then he's like, okay, well let's let's put yogurt up their butt. Let's make a parfait. Yeah, let's make a parfait. It's like a human parfait. And then we just pump it right up their ass. <laughs> They'll love it. <laughs> All right. So uh, now that you've had the water pumped up your ass, uh, here's your complimentary yogurt. Oh, yeah. I'm in so much pain. Yep. Yeah. Uh, here's your spoon. Enjoy. He like uh, he has like two bowls sitting in front of somebody. Like one's like non-sugary, nasty-ass, bland cornflakes, and the other one's yogurt parfait, which everybody <laughs> likes. You know, parfaits are pretty great. And then he's like, now this one over here, those cornflakes. Those are for you to eat. This parfait <laughs> over here, we're gonna put that in your butt. We're gonna put that up your butt. We're gonna we're gonna spread your butt cheeks real wide, and we're gonna put that right up in there. You know, I hear ogres have lairs, and if you don't like onions, you might enjoy parfait. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, to be honest though, I'd rather have parfait up my butt than cornflakes. Because I mean, cornflakes yeah. are like scratchy. I mean, the granola, not gonna. Be- be a comfortable experience either way oh yeah it's gonna be pretty bad i mean uh, but if you had to choose one that's true the yogurt's gonna uh, at least somewhat of a lubricant you, you so, not, not going in dry i don't, I don't want i don't want sawdust in my butt so which i guess would be the equivalent of cornflakes yeah because they'd get all crushed up and then they'd like yeah. they'd dry out and then you wouldn't right. be able to get them out of there it'd be pretty bad it would suck up all my butt moisture yeah, although it would clear you right out, I'm sure, but you'd be you'd be raw for a while. Yeah, <laughs> no, this isn't how fiber works, Tim. You can't put fiber up your butt and expect it to work that way. You gotta go through the other way. Just trying to stick like a like a, a big floretta broccoli up there. Yeah. Is this how fiber works? <laughs> right, right. Is this how it works. Oh, Holy shit. Well, I didn't want to get off this subject without talking about a former roommate that I used to have. Ooh. I'm excited how this is going to segue. The most bland person that I've ever met in my life. And guess what he ate for breakfast every single morning? Parfaits. 
cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, he had parfaits every single morning. I, I no. would like to meet someone that is so fancy to eat a parfait every morning. Like, who could commit to that kind of diet? Yeah, that's that's real unhealthy. I for a while I ate parfaits on, like every other day, not for breakfast, really? mind you. But you know, a little, little bit of Greek yogurt, a little bit of Nola. You know, put some like berries or something in there. Boom. Yeah. Dunzo. Dunzo. Pretty good. It's a nice uh, substitute to ice cream, which I am addicted to. That's true. It is, it is kind of like the sad white girl on a diet ice cream, I would say. Yeah. But you can I, eat it for breakfast, so. Yeah, you can get away with that. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that you can uh, get away with eating breakfast, despite the fact that they are indeed desserty type foods. It's true. Pancakes. Like, uh, like pancakes, yeah. Is it cakes? It's got cakes in it the It's got cake in the fucking name. It's a cake. <laughs> it's a sugary cake. And you just you eat stacks of them. So, and then you put syrup on it. It's not good for you. And I tell you what, if you eat a big old stack of pancakes, guess what you're gonna be doing right after? You'll be rubbing one out. You're gonna be rubbing one out. You're just gonna be jacking it, right? (laughs) And Kellogg knew that. And that's. I mean, it's called a flapjack, Tim. It's really obvious if you think about it. (laughs) Flapjack. (laughs) Oh yeah. <laughs> Get your hotcakes here. God damn it. Mm. Delicious. Right. Yeah. Well, so, so don't be like my roommate. Masturbate a lot. It'll be fun. Yeah. Don't be the him. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Holy shit. So, uh, um, so that's one page from the old history books. Another page. So we're going really far back. We went. We're, we're skipping many centuries. We were in the 1800s. Now we're going to approximately 582 BC for the Pelusian War. Pelusium. 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 Battle of Pelusium. It was one battle. It wasn't a war. Yeah. And it was actually 525 BC. I'm, I'm dyslexic. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody was about to call you out on that. They were like, wait, Battle of Pelusium? No, 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 no. I know exactly when that was. Well, actually, it was 525, not 552, you piece of shit. Yeah. Hey, if you're one of those people that is confident enough in your your history studies that you want to correct us on these points, please get in contact with us. We want to know all about it, and then we're going to make fun of you on the next episode. Yeah, like, oh, this fucking nerd, he knows more than us. Get wrecked. Fuck. No, yeah, get wrecked. We're the ones with the mic. <laughs> yeah, and we gonna, we're going to drop it right now about this battle. So this battle took place between the Persians and the Egyptians. And yes. so Cambyses, I'm assuming I'm saying that right, but I could be wrong. Cambyses the second, <laughs> he was invading Egypt, and as we know, or may or may not know, the Egyptians were technologically advanced peoples. They had advanced walls and fighting techniques, and all kinds of great technologies from being in the Nile Basin. Uh, it was a great flourishing culture, and this Cambyses Persian king dude wasn't sure whether or not he could win, but he had a secret weapon. Do you want to know what that secret weapon was, Tim? I bet you know. Cornflakes. It was cornflakes, yeah. He was like, okay, what we need to do is this, this, we're doing a long con. We're going to keep feeding this population cornflakes so they stop masturbating and having sex. And eventually the population will die out enough. We can beat them much more easily yep. 200 years from now. It's a long it, con. It was a very long con. Mm-hmm. No. The, the, secret, <laughs> no. <laughs> the secret weapon at hand here 
for this Cambyses dude was cats. Because he knew those Egyptians loved the shit out of some motherfucking cats. And Cambyses didn't give two fine fucks about cats. So he, so he's like, hey generals, I got a great fucking idea. Round up all the motherfucking cats you can find. Get, throw your shield away. We don't need shields. Just hold your cat. And we're going to ride into this town. And these assholes won't fire a single arrow at us they'll be so upset by the idea of hurting a poor kitty cat a meow meow not to be confused with a nuclear bomb reference our previous episode about australia no not those kinds of kittens and since they will be too distracted by the cats not wanting to hurt us we can just round them up and declare victory and it worked somehow. Oh, absolutely. I, it makes total sense. Like using meat shields in general is a pretty effective tactic in times of war, especially if those meat shields have some kind of sentimental value to the people who are on the offensive. Like babies. Yeah, like well, using babies, uh, especially babies that are happen to be the offspring of the opponents. You know, that's that's a real effective way to make sure that you're not going to get shot. Just get some nice rope, tie that baby to your chest, and ride in the battle carefree. That's right. That's right. That's that's how you do it. You have baby armor. Um, in the same way, like kitties. Like my cat, while we were talking about this, like only 10 seconds ago has come over and laid in my lap because she knows that she's going to be able to protect me from any Egyptians that might suddenly break into my home and start shooting at me. <laughs> yeah. She knows it's their weakness. Because of their, their devotion to their precious bastet. That's why they did it. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's pretty ridiculous, though. I, I mean, they know that the cats are not going to get away easy. Like, they just have to, like, have a little bit of foresight. And I imagine a lot of these Egyptians probably did. I mean, they had a, a lot of te- technological advan- advancements. Their architecture was absolutely mind-boggling fantastic you got to have some forethought in order to be able to produce that kind of stuff. So why in the world are they not able to determine that the cats are not going to get out of this deal no matter what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're going to die regardless or, or they're going to be treated badly regardless. I guess that's the issue of religion. It makes you illogical. So yeah. uh, Baztet is one of the most vengeful uh, Egyptian gods. And the symbol for Baztet was a cat. So for yep. whatever reason, these Egyptians were weighing their odds of, hmm, I can either defend my homeland, kill these dudes, maybe accidentally kill some cats and be cursed for the rest of my life. Or I can let these guys stomp house all over us, destroy our entire civilization, but hurt no cats in the process. And I guess live scot-free from a... Um, from, from the vengeance of Bastet, yeah, yeah, I guess. that makes a lot of sense. And no duh, like Bastet's going to be represented by a cat. They are the most vengeful creatures that I could think of. Yeah, it's true. They hold Absolutely. grudges. Like if I touch my cat's stomach for too long, then it'll fucking tear me a new hole. It's pretty bad. You bring up a good point. How did these assholes just take? Because they weren't they weren't their pet cats. No one's going to take their pet cat in the battle and strap it to their hand in order to use it as a meat shield. So I think they just found random feral cats. Can you imagine trying to hold on to a feral cat while simultaneously riding a horse while also simultaneously trying to stab the enemy? How did they manage to do that? 
Yeah, it, it's uh, it's quite a, a technological feat in and of itself. It's almost like herding cats was a uh, like a term that is used to designate something that's ridiculously hard. Right. So yeah, uh, I I really don't know. I would imagine that just like threw them in a box, and uh, I, I don't I don't know. Like I, I guess you just got to catch them first. That's the hard part. And then yeah. you just like sequester them inside of some type of cage or box. And then when you get to the battlefield, you just like let them out. <laughs> and hope they run in the right. That's just like running all over the place. Or <laughs> <laughs> do you think of them like I don't know? You have like a cage on the front of the shield, like the cat's just like laying down in it. It's just like, hmm, where's this going? <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, what's happening here? I, I know that none of those Egyptians are about to shoot me because I'll get Bastet on their ass. <laughs> they ain't doing that. I know it. The cat's just got a gothic font tattoo across his chest. Only Baztec can judge me. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, uh, apparently afterwards, uh, uh, didn't Cambyses have a little bit fun, a little bit of fun with the cats after captured yeah. some of the Egyptians? And so, Cambyses, like, while he was surprised that he won the battle using his really gimmicky means of just throwing cats around and using them as meat shields, he was also filled with disgust the fact that these Egyptians so easily gave up their homeland just for the sake of not hurting some kitties. And so he took some of the remaining living cats from after the battle and would just chunk them as hard as he could into the faces of defeated Egyptian soldiers. So, so imagine this. You've, you've lost your homeland. You don't know what's coming next. Maybe you're going to be sold into slavery. Really. You know for sure your quality of life's about to go real down south. It's not going to be good. And then this asshole that just defeated you in battle takes the thing that allowed you to lose, which was poor defenseless kitties, and just holds it into your face as hard as he can. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's really the uh, the icing on the cake. The the insult to injury. Because he was like, hey, look, Bastet's not doing fucking shit. Like, what did you expect? It's a cat. I'm just imagining someone with like a, a wheelbarrow just rolling it up to him filled with cats and he has all the enemy Egyptian soldiers on their knees just chunking them in their faces yeah. like one of those baseball dispensers and the batting rings you can go to and just chuck it at him. Well, but he, he was a king, so I'd imagine that they were like walking up to him in this big line and on a silver platter they would open it there would be a cat. Oh, yeah. And he would just like a cat up and whap. <laughs> I need more cats. Bring me the next feline, and then they would all go like chink, chink, chink. Your cats, uh, you would pick it up. Wow, you know. <laughs> you know. You know, if those cats were still alive, they weren't happy after impact. Just imagine them clawing the shit out of whoever they hit afterwards. Yeah, the Egyptians, like the Egyptians, yeah. were being so nice to him. <laughs> exactly. And they, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you for throwing me. I didn't throw you. Damn yeah. it. I was <laughs> nice. You're in the closest vicinity. My vengeful spirit will have justice. <laughs> God. Yeah. <Yep. laughs> That's pretty great. So in the future, if you are a cat lover and you're encountered with some kind of meat shield, cat wielding opponent, just shoot him anyway. Like, you know that you're going to get the cat hurled in your face regardless. Yeah. So just deal with the vengeance of Bastet. Don't, don't be a pacifist this time around. 
honestly, if you wanted to take over the United States of America, I think all you'd have to do is strap like a few cats to your chest and just mosey from town to town with an armed group of no more than 20 people with cat meat shields. And I think you'd be fine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Everybody would at least have a second thought about shooting. you. People love their cats and animals in general. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, maybe you have like a dog on your back just for good measure. Even even sometimes animals that we eat. The, you're, you're familiar with Reddit, right, Tim? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of okay. course. Are you familiar with the, the forward slash all thread? It's one of those threads that it automatically uh, links you to or whatever when you first create a Reddit account, whether or not you're, you care or not. Oh, what is it called? Forward slash all. It's like forward slash A. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, so yeah, so it's mostly just cute kitty pictures and stuff like that, and people being saying things such as, "Oh, can I know old dogs don't get a lot of upvotes on here? Cause my twelve-year-old dog gets some upvotes," and everyone goes, "Oh, it's so cute! Here's your upvotes." Anyways, yeah, there was this one picture. Uh, someone put a cow that had a tag in its ear, and. They wrote something to the effect of, oh, good old girl, I miss her so much. And then everyone was asking questions of like, oh, where is she now? How is she? Blah, 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 blah. And the guy was talking about how he raised her for one of those fairs and that how she was already at the slaughterhouse and killed. And underneath that was just a horde of the most mean comments i've ever seen in my entire life of you piece of shit why the fuck did you post this in the all thread if you you murdered her you fucking ass you're a fucking monster you rot in hell forever what kind of fucking piece of shit would post this in the all thread and if you fucking killed her you piece of shit yeah just letting him have it yeah it was it was fucking brutal but i mean and that was a cow something that we eat at a regular basis for a dollar a piece at McDonald's. Oh yeah. So it's cheap stuff. Just, just taking that, that same kind of mindset and then applying it to something such as cats. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that entire towns would just bow down to you and be, okay, you're the new mayor. You're, you're the new mayor of New York city. You're, you're willing to kill cats. (laughs) We won't allow this to happen. Just (laughs) whatever you want. You can have it. Here's the key of the city. It's yours. Wasn't there a, was it a Batman villain? No, it was Superman. Uh, there's like, um, Superman villain who had a baby armor. No, you're joking. Oh yeah. This is it right here. Here, I'll send it to you. I don't believe you. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, so cut and psh, uh, man, I'm really slow at copy pasting, dude. You think that control I'll- C, control V, boom. Oh my yeah, god, it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, this guy is wearing uh, babies all over him. He's got like three strapped to his chest, three strapped to his back, a bunch all over his legs because, you know, you, you can't have him like shoot you in the leg and knock you down. So you can't shoot me, you can't tase me, can't gas me, can't knock me down, not without something very fragile and very pre- precious going to squish. It's pretty great. What the f- fuck? Yeah, it's basically literally what we were just describing. Yet I didn't know it existed. Yeah, it's it's pretty gross. Or maybe it's a Deadpool. I, I don't know. It's probably a Deadpool uh, 
it honestly this is literally the only thing that could beat superman since yeah. superman has no weaknesses obviously besides stupid green rocks but compassion I, he's compassionate that's his true weakness god <laughs> he's like he has this weird sense of justice like he's too idealistic so he can't adapt yeah yeah he's, he's dumb like i mean yeah if we're if we're getting down to it superman's true weakness is that he's a dumbass <laughs> i i just can't i, I i'm really sad this isn't a visual format because i can't get over this picture of this man strapped with babies all can over we, his butt. can we link it to like the show notes we totally can yeah so if you guys look in the show notes you can enjoy this as much as we are what Check is the super villain's name uh i don't know if i know what's his what's his like super ability being strapped with babies it looks like he has a gun i don't think he has any supernatural abilities outside of having a gun and being covered in babies yeah for i don't know maybe he like he smells like shit like he's got this like <laughs> Word. Yeah, this guy's got at least twelve babies strapped to him. Like, you could that would only be useful for how long? <laughs> oh yeah, before they start like crying and getting all upset. Yeah. It's got to be torturous. Yeah. That's really mutually assured destruction at that point. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta change the diapers. I mean, unless you just want to be selling like shit for the next forever. Yeah, he, I mean, his head is unexposed. God. So there's that. <laughs> You should at least have a gas mask or something. Yeah, or, or like a helmet. You know, just something that's going to prevent you from being shot in the head. Right. Headshots aren't good. He doesn't have yeah. any babies on his face. You could just, like, if you're Superman, you run up, you punch him in the head, and you just stop him from falling. Yeah. You know, the babies are going to get messy, but they're not going to die. Laser beam them right in the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Just laser beam his arms off. And, oh. uh... And stop him from falling. You know, that's that's pretty much it. So good. Bzz, bzz, catch. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, let's see. Oh, we uh, we missed uh, the the silver lining. What, what was Holy the shit. Lining? We have done this two times in a row. What the fuck is wrong with us, Tim? We're fucking so, falling apart at the seams. The silver lesson. lining seams. We, we got it. We got it. We, we came back to it. It's okay. We'll never forget about you, silver we'll, lining. We'll never forget about you. We love you. We need no, you. You know what you need. So what is the silver lining about corn flakes that keep people from masturbating okay so Kellogg man the very existence of cornflakes that that's a that's a silver lining in and of itself because i know that if i see anybody who prefers cornflakes to any other type of cereal that they are the most boring motherfucker that they are the the exact definition of the like lame average uh like uh somebody that belongs in like a dilbert comic like just, <laughs> Totally normal piece of shit. All right. I have a question for you, Tim. Would you rather eat frosted cornflakes or plain Cheerios? Not that honey nut oat shit. Not that nice tasty shit. I'm talking plain, no flavoring. I know what you're talking about. Cheerios. Uh, Okay. So basic cornflakes versus basic Cheerios? I guess, yeah. Okay. Uh, God, that's so hard. I'd have to go with Cheerios because they don't get mushy as quickly. That's a good point, yeah. Cornflakes get pretty fucking awful if you can't eat the entire bowl in approximately 45 seconds. Yeah, you got to go fast. You got to go real fast because they're thin. Yeah. 
And, got a good point. Uh, they get all they get all limp, you know, like your dick. Like your dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like it was intended. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, I don't I don't really know a whole lot of silver lining about this though. I mean, I guess he he kind of like started the breakfast cereal market, which is cool. It saves people time in the morning because they can just put like fucking corn and rice and you know mashed up pieces of sugar and shit together with milk and make quick breakfast. That's true. It's uh, quite quick. It's pretty fast. It's convenient. It's at a cost, but it that's is true. very convenient. So I don't know. That's that's kind of a silver lining. Um, the, he very well, I can't speak. He very well <laughs> may be the reason why I'm circumcised and why I don't have to clean my penis but once a month. Hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a possibility of that. Something to be thankful for. Absolutely. I <laughs> I don't have to make that decision to get my penis circumcised later in life if I get some weird infection. I haven't even gotten my wisdom teeth removed, so there's no way in hell I would get circumcised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, chick- chicken and the egg. One's got to happen before the other, absolutely. Exactly. I guess that's good. Except yeah. with your grandfather. That's not the case. Oh, yeah. Poor dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we learned from his mistakes. Yep. Thanks, thanks, Grandpa Lad. You're you're a good soul. <laughs> Appreciate you. That's great. Uh, so, what about uh, what about cat shields? What's cat shield. silver lining there? Silver lining to cat shields. <laughs> uh, <laughs> besides being humorous as hell, is that i don't i wish i knew all of the historical things that happened because the persians took over egyptian maybe there was some cool technological advancement or cultural shift that happened that i'm not aware of but i can't make any of those arguments because i'm not a historian yeah uh, well i don't know as far as like cats and knee shields like cats are assholes for the most part right um but they didn't even get their just desserts here, so that can't be a silver lining. No, no. They got thrown at the end. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I I think it's a, it's a really vapid, entertaining story. Um, it, it mocks it, people for believing in religion. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Uh-huh. It, there's there's a moral involved. Yeah, in it. Uh, it could be probably shrank down into a two sentence little proverb if I was more witty and clever. Uh, don't throw cats at Egyptian houses. Wait, no, that's not how it goes. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's pretty close. No, I like it. I like where you're going with this. I'm gonna make it into a doublet maxim. Don't. Let the things you hold dear keep you from giving away your homeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or keep you from shooting thine enemy in thy face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, an enemy with a cat is worse than two in the bush. I don't fucking know. <laughs> this is great. We, we could do this for, for days. <laughs> Oh geez. Um, well, tell you religion's what, religion's dumb. Since we're on the topic of religion, let's let's talk about old Rody. Road, 
Roadie Road. Roadie Road. <laughs> Fucking Roadie Road. Uh, so we, we just uh, happened across this. Like, uh, apparently, uh, Rodrigo Duterte, uh, Dirty Duterte, Dirty has Duterte. Uh, a Twitter and a Facebook page that he routinely posts ridiculous shit on. So this is like infinite content. Absolutely fantastic. This guy is one of the most entertaining political faces that has ever reared its ugly head. And uh, in this particular comment was from last year, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Ten, yeah, yeah, last year in so, July. Yeah, so uh, apparently he was uh, – he, he got all fondled and shit when he Whoa. was young. Yeah, I mean – of all the things we we judge Duterte for, it wasn't for being fondled as a young youth attending a Catholic church. We judge him for many things, but that is not one of them. But it would also explain his deep <laughs> hatred for the Catholic church. It kind of all makes sense. Yeah. Like, it, it, we're, we're slowly building the character that is Duterte, right? Right. So, like, every time you see... Uh, a villain on the, on the TV screen, on the movie screen, uh, you expect that there's going to be some kind of turning point in their in their young life, some kind of development that ultimately yielded this maladaptive result. You know, this this super violence or this this evil, right? As it manifests itself later on. Exactly. I learned very few things as a theater arts major, but one of the few things I did learn was there's no such thing as monsters so basically the concept if you're playing a character who's evil you're you're not just born in some radioactive vat that crawls out and you're just a disgusting deplorable human being there's things that happens in any individual's life where you either become if you're going to paint the world black and white a good person or a bad person and so in the case of Duterte we can assume that perhaps him uh, and uh, the uh, horrible things that happened to him when he was a young child in the Catholic Church very well could be part of the reason why he's such an awful human being. Yeah. Uh, so when he says things like, so when you criticize me, do not use the platform of God, that God will send you to hell, that God will never forgive you. Hell is waiting for you. Do not do it. Do not take God, God's name in vain. It's fundamental. It's almost basic. There's a really clear cut between religion and governance. You cannot use God to criticize me. All right, Tim, I'm your director. Uh, I like the take. I like the way you took it. That's a yep. very literal approach. But now we're going to shake it up. We're going to do it a little bit different. How yep. about this time you do it in a Trump accent? I'm, I'm getting some Trumpy vibes from this monologue, and I think it'll come off really well if you do a Trump. Can you do a Trump, Tim? Okay, okay. Let me, let me give it a shot. When you... Criticize me, you criticize me with all the heart's content. Do it, do it, I'm even asking you. Do it. <laughs> it's a little little better. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting some I'm getting some Trumpy vibes from this monologue. It just especially the way he says do not take God, God God's name in vain. Uh, God, God, like it says God twice. There's a hyphen there, so he forgot what he's gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> God, do not take God, 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 God's name's in vain. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. it it's bad. It, it's basic. It's almost basic. That would be a basic statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's pretty great. 
But it, you haven't even touched my favorite part of this article you're reading from. Oh, I'm saving it. <laughs> oh, but we're savoring it. This is this is uh, one of those. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? We're getting to the center. We're yep. almost there. So yeah, this this is a this is a, a public podium that he is delivering this message, and uh, he says if uh, if anyone can go to heaven and talk to God. And take a selfie. I will resign. I, I I don't I don't really understand like what exactly he's doing here because obviously he's a well <laughs> I'm using the word devout pretty loosely here. He's a devout Christian, right? So Supposedly, obviously he believes in it. He doesn't like the Catholic Church, right? So I mean he's 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 definitely not Catholic, but. He's saying, like, if anyone can go to heaven, talk to God, take a selfie, I will resign. That's something that I would expect an atheist to say. It's something I would expect either A, an atheist to say, or someone that wants to be elected supreme leader for life. That's yeah. just, okay, these are the precedents of which I will give up my position. If you go to heaven, get a selfie with God, and then get it to me, I will quit. All right, that's it. Otherwise, I'm going to stay here forever. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. He's like, what is one thing that I know is never, ever, ever going to happen? Oh, I've got it. Do do this. You, I need you to go. Yeah, like God's gonna have the time to be like, uh, you like run up to him, like, oh my God, God, I am your biggest fan. I love you so much. Thank you so much for creating me. Can I take a selfie with you? You think God's just gonna be like, sure? You know, like he's gonna like put his gigantic arm around you that turns into like cosmic dust as soon as he touches you that you're going to be able to look at that picture without instantly just like frying the matter of your brain yeah it's not going to happen the take a selfie part is just ridiculous you know he's not going to let you do that he's like no no i got i got i got too much time get these get these fans out of my face gabriel gabriel the God Secret Service just like tackling people for trying to get a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Protect God. I don't know. <laughs> Protect him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would I would hope that if heaven does exist, it's a nice enough place. We don't need cell phones to distract ourselves from how boring it is. That would be my... <laughs> yeah. Take a selfie because you know if you can go to heaven and, and talk to God, then selfie is going to be your biggest concern. Got to prove it happened, right? Yeah. Selfie or didn't happen. If you can't upload a picture of you of God and faith in heaven, Facebook, yeah. did it really happen? What if you if, like take a picture and like it ends up looking totally not like we thought God looked like? He was like a giant, giant tentacle monster ooh. or something like that. I like it. It looks like Cthulhu. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. He's like, hey, look, I took a picture with God. It's like, dude, that's fucking Cthulhu. That's not. <laughs> It's not one of the good ones. Yeah, not my brain's melting because it's supposed to be a being that's so unimaginable. You can't fathom it, and if you looked at it, your brain would melt. So, thanks. <laughs> Mushy brains, just like the fucking cornflakes in your morning breakfast cereal. <laughs> exactly, full circle. Mushy brains. Blah, 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 blah. Oof. Uh, man, I love that guy. I love him too. What's the? Uh, do we have a silver lining for uh, Duterte and his weird resignation conditions? Oh hell yeah! We we know exactly what you need to do if you want to remain in power forever. You offer the people the opportunity to disprove you with something that they know can 
never possibly be disproven or proven regardless. You know, you, you give them the chance, but not really. You know, you, you got to use their beliefs against them. You got to get in there. It's almost like you got to say something like, uh, I don't know, uh, if I'm elected as president, then I will ensure that I will elect a Supreme Court justice who will make anti-abortion laws. And because, you know, we live in a nation of Christians, they're going to do that regardless of anything else I've said or done. Just cause, you know, you take advantage of your your captive audience. Exactly. Or Mm -hmm. promise to build a wall or something yeah. equally stupid that you know is very unlikely to happen now that, that takes some priming you know you got to be like oh well why do we need a wall in the first place like isn't our border security pretty good already it's like no you have to be like no our border security is not good now look at all of these instances of illegal immigrants gang banging you know doing these terrible things raping your young daughters murdering your police officers that happen to be Legal citizens, yeah, definitely not illegals. All these people who are paying taxes. You know how much you hate paying taxes? Well, guess what? They're not paying any taxes at all. <laughs> Imagine how cool that would be. Not paying taxes. I I I pay some taxes sometimes, occasionally. <laughs> I did it once. I hated it. And I never did it again. And that makes me smart. <laughs> Pretty cool, yeah, huh? It's pretty it's cool. I I don't pay taxes and I'm cool, but illegal immigrants don't pay taxes and they're trash. You see how this works? Yep. That's right. There's something I can say because I'm I'm wealthy. We're still talking about Duterte, right? Yeah. Okay. This is everything Duterte said. He's he's trying to build a wall literally in the Pacific Ocean to separate the Philippines from every other country. Yep. (laughs) It's gonna be a water wall. It's just ooh, water wall. Yeah, it's like when you if you played Age of Empires back in the day, real old. That's real old PC gaming. R- real old, real old. Yeah, I played it. I played a little bit. Yeah, it, what you got to do is hope you start off on a island and then just build a giant wall around your island and you're set. Boom! Can't that's what land. Doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty Can't touch him. What are you gonna do with the harbor? Ah, there isn't one. Ha ha! Ha Winning. Got him. Uh, actually, isn't that what France did? France is in an island, so no. Well, I like they uh, they on. Uh, <laughs> you got me, Jimmy. You got me. You just got got to build walls in all of the areas that could possibly be reached by naval combatants, and that's how oh. that's how you win because the navy is like one of the few ways that you can carry around big guns effectively. So yeah. I guess you can you can put them on on planes, but Planes are real expensive, like way more expensive than boats are. Right. So, yeah, there's that. Anyways, that's entirely beside the point. War is bad. That's one of the things we were trying to to get at with our second story there, you know. Uh, If you don't want to be involved in a war, don't be the first to throw a cat. Yeah. He who throws the first, the last cat, Last, last, I don't fuck it. Yeah. He, yeah, he who is without sin cast the first cat. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's great. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, Tim, with all this in mind, is there uh, anything bumming you out, man? Anything bumming me out? Um, Feeling bummed? Planning for life is hard. 
yeah, it's it's almost as if you needed to know what you know today, yesterday, so you could have planned it right. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Like, I, I, I really wish that that were the case. Otherwise, I'm just kind of stumbling around. Like, I have absolutely no guidance. Like, I don't adhere to any higher power. Uh, I, I don't really have a whole lot of ideals that I am, uh, that I'm like loyal to. Like, I, I like to believe that I'm a practitioner of legit reason. But even then, like, I find out all the time that uh, I know less than I knew the day before because yep. of what I end up knowing. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the more you know, the more you know that you don't know things. Exactly. <laughs> it's that bell curve of people that are stupid, think they know a lot just because they know so little. Yeah. I should have stopped once I realized that I was on the downslope. Yeah. Like, Taking that one hit and being like, all right, that's all the learning I'm ever going to do for the rest of my life. Exactly. I should have stopped I'm, there. I'll just consider myself a genius for the next 60 years. Yeah, or at least like average. I'd like to I'd like to think I'm average for the rest of my life. That's yep. totally fine with me. It's a hell of a lot better than being below the curve. <laughs> or knowing you're below the curve. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, mm-hmm. knowing you're below the curve. Uh, yeah, but it's just – it's hard to plan ahead. Uh, there's all kinds of things in life that – we just don't have any guidance about, so I don't know. Have you tried uh, Google searching it? Uh, I yeah, you, you uh, do that, and then it gives you a bunch of like generic <laughs> things that, for all intents and purposes, are trying to sell you stuff. Like here's a self help book about how That's to true. do that particular thing that you're looking for the question on. It's Google, like, what should I do with my life? Yeah, <laughs> and I know that some of you out there have Googled that. I don't doubt that at all. I know I've personally done that. Just, just to see, you know, you, you never know. It's sometimes it's not it's it's a, not always what you ask, but how you ask it. Maybe you just haven't asked the right question yet. What if uh, instead of giving you like the big long list like Google normally does, you type that question in and it just gives you a single word answer? Like it's just like fisherman or uh, oh, you know uh, like mountains. <laughs> You know, that kind of thing. Like, all right, selling everything I own. I'm going to go do mountains now, I guess, whatever the fuck that means. I'm going to go mountains. I'm, I'm going to mountains. <laughs> I'm going to mountains something. <laughs> mountains! I think that would be the equivalency if you just based your entire life off the next fortune cookie you received. I'm going to do it. Do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do yeah. it. I'm going to make a YouTube channel. I'm going to call it... Uh, you know, fortune cookie future and, uh, or yeah. Or FCF. If you guys are, you know, you're into like those catchy little kitschy acronyms. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you guys can follow me on my journey. Uh, I'm going to look at the next one. What, wait, what if it doesn't, what if it just makes like a generalized comment? Make it work much like mountains. You just got to make it work. You are, you are loved by your friends and family, uh, or you have trouble with money, you know, like that. Kind of thing. <laughs> like, Oh man. Oh, you're right. I guess I need to fix that. I guess that's my calling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to focus on my financial woes first. And, uh, then family. What if I open? Well, I guess it's the first one, you know, it doesn't really matter yeah. if I open any after the fact. Exactly. Can't. That's not a true fortune. Right. Just the first one's the only one that counts. You can't just keep rolling the dice and seeing what you get. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to pick. Yeah. This one says mountains. <laughs> I want that one. I want that one. <laughs> go, go mountains. <laughs> what about you, Jimmy? What, okay. What's What's got you feeling down? 
I thought that people stopped going to movie theaters. And so yesterday, me and my girlfriend, we, we never go to the movies. Just to preface this, we we never go. Ever, ever, ever. We've, we've gone to one movie. We've been dating seven months. We went to one movie. And it was the most re- recent Grinch movie. And, and it was awful. And we it's cold as shit, as everyone knows, if you don't live in Miami or Southern California or whatever. And we decided that it would be a real good, fun time if we went to go see the newest Lego movie. Just for laughs, because literally every other movie that's out right now sounds like ass. <laughs> and so we went to go to a 4 o'clock showing yesterday. And I heard two words I'd never heard before at a, for a movie theater showing. And it was sold out. Okay. They were sold out. They, they, you, you just couldn't go? They were sold out. We couldn't go. What the fuck? You want, did you not call ahead? Of course not. I'd never had that as an issue before. Like, like outside of midnight showings or whatever, I didn't know movie theaters still sold out on movies. I didn't realize the Lake of Two movie was going to be such a big top ticket selling item that it was going to be sold out at a four o'clock on a Saturday. Well, shit. That's too bad. But, I mean, it does kind of make sense. Like, you can only sell so many tickets because there's only so many seats. Right, but... Like, literally every other time I've went to go see a movie around just about that time on a weekend, it's been me and six other people in the movie theater. Like, I didn't realize movies still sold out anymore. Yeah. Uh, I thought everybody was just at home, you know, exactly. watching the comfort of their streaming device. Watching Netflix, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I was blown away. I, uh, so, yeah. So, <laughs> that, was, that was sad. I mean, I it's, pretty, it's pretty sad, man. What if the they uh, what if they offered a disclaimer uh, that every ticket you buy had the possibility of being resold again, and in the instance if that did happen, someone would get to sit in your lap for the duration of the movie? <laughs> well, okay. So, Bonus. <laughs> I wasn't for this idea, but Katie said, "Why don't we buy tickets for a different movie and we go watch the movie anyways?" And then my response to that was. It's sold out. Where are we going to sit? And then we had one of those silly relationship couple arguments where she was making the argument, do you really think it's sold out? Sure, there, Surely there must be two seats that are going to be completely next to each other where we could sit with each other and watch the movie. But I wasn't having it. I don't think it's the case. I don't think it would happen. I think it's actually sold out. I, I trust the movie theater not to lie to me about it not being sold out. I don't I don't see why, from a profit standpoint, they would lie about something like that. But what do I know? Well, do you think anybody would get onto you if you just, like, stood in the back? I'm not going to stand for two hours to watch a movie. But it's a Lego movie. I don't care that much. It's so entertaining. Tim. Legos! Uh, Legos! I know you work in a job where you have to stand for eight hours a day, but I sit for eight hours a day. I don't think I could stand to watch a 20-minute movie. Have you ever heard of the term carpet walker? It sounds dirty. Yeah, well, it's a disparaging term for those of you who walk on carpet in your day-to-day job. Okay, yeah, that's you. That's me? Yeah. I ain't got no carpet in my job. No, but you, you walk all day. I do, but not on carpet. Wait, is carpet exclusively for carpet walkers? Wait, is that for... Wait, I'm so confused. So people that have carpet walkers, people that have nice jobs, is that what... It, I'm so... I don't, what's what's the connotation of this phrase? They have, they're, they're people who have office jobs. And I think okay. it's usually a pejorative against office workers. That's fair. I don't care. 
I'm That's not fine. calling you a carpet walker. No, it's fine. Like, you're calling me a carpet walker. You look like, down on me. I don't have a real job. I don't use my hands. My hands are soft. You think I'm I'm less than a man of you. It's cool. What, got, what, are, you, what are you getting at with this? You got velvety soft mittens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't I don't I don't really get it. I, I think it's I would hate working in an office. I think being a carpet walker is more like a uh, it's a distinction of valor, right? Like, yeah, I have to do a ridiculously hard job that involves mind-numbing data input and customer service on a level that people in a production staff don't have to deal with on a daily basis. It's it's all about sacrifice and what you're willing to sacrifice of your soul in order to get a paycheck, right? There's obviously sacrifices you make with your job of lugging shit around and combining shit that I don't have to deal with and vice versa. So I'm just going to say that all jobs are ass. All jobs are ass. I think that's a that's a pretty accurate assessment. If, if, it, if it wasn't ass, they wouldn't call it a job. That's right. <laughs> Synonymous. So what do you do for an ass? What do you do for an ass? Oh, well, I raise donkeys. It's funny you should ask yeah i i do asses uh i'm in the i'm in the ass business i'm in the ass industry yeah not to be confused with uh schmutt novels and uh yeah. videography yeah. literal ass industry literal ass <laughs> my job is literally ass <laughs> that's fantastic uh, all right, Jimmy, I think that's about time. Uh, where can they find us if they want to get in touch with us? Tell us about all of their important, sad things in life. All right. So if you want to send us some emails about how you're sad, about you don't have a foreskin, or about how your cat was speared by some people in egypt there's a place you can do that by emailing us at cynic empowerment at gmail.com you can also tweet at us at cynic empower me one and you can also like us on the facebooks which is great for you because you know when all our episodes come out and that way you can listen to them and enjoy them and send us more messages and so yeah like us on the facebook send us a message through there and we would love to hear from you uh share with us any of your thoughts, concerns, correct us if we got the years wrong, all that fun, happy horse shit. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that, yeah, like Tim said, that's about it. Yeah, I think that about does it for this episode. Everybody, uh, if you could just do me a favor and uh, keep your head up. We'll just uh, we'll catch you next time. That's right. Make sure that while you're sending us an email to eat a big old bowl of unsweetened cornflakes and maintain perfectly flaccid. Yeah, you better not get a boner while you're sending us an email. Yeah. Unless you happen to forget your cornflakes. And in that case, I totally understand because emailing us can be a very sensual part of your day. Oh, that's so sensual. Just, mm-hmm. I, I want you just to imagine deep breathing and... Just talking under your breath of like, oh yeah, cynic empowerment. I've got some words for you. It's been something I've been wanting to tell you for a long time. You know, there was that one time when you were uh, you were talking about a historical event that happened in 537 BC, and it was actually 525 BC. And I started to correct you, but uh, I decided that 
I would give you an opportunity to correct yourself in 30 seconds later. You did it for me, and I really appreciate that because I happen to be a historian who listens and gets hard by correcting people on historical fallacy. <laughs> yep. Yep. So looking forward to that email, uh, <laughs> unnamed historian. Yep. Hear from you soon. Let us know. <laughs> hey, bye. Bye. <laughs> I was just like sleeping in a sleeping bag under a giant comforter on the couch. <laughs>